Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. Listen today as we show you how to love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ. I was made to love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Cassandra Perkins on Behind the Mask, and I have such an incredible story that I need you to hear. So whatever you're doing, sitting in traffic on your way home from work, please listen up because I have something I need to share with you. It's an incredible story of this man named Kevin Bracey. Uh, he has an incredible story of hardships he's had to go through in his life, and he is now turning everything in his life and everything that he's learned into his passion, which is to share it with others and become a public speaker, a motivational speaker, to really do just that, motivate others to be their best self and to not only that, but help other people be them best, best their best self as well. And I just am so excited to be able to have him on my show and so honored that he's taken the time out of his crazy schedule. He's doing so much. He's out there doing so many amazing things. And here's he, he is here today to talk on my show about him and what he's doing to help society. So let me read a little bit about who he is and really about his past, and then we'll get to hear from him ourselves. Kevin Bracey earned his Associates of Arts degree from American River College, where he played baseball. He went on to earn a baseball scholarship to the University of Utah and was the team captain of his senior year. He left University of Utah with a Bachelor's of Science degree in sociology and a certificate in criminal criminal justice. After graduating, he went on to play to play for two years of professional baseball in Canada. Kevin Bracey has delivered thousands of presentations ranging from high school gymnasiums packed wall to wall with student, students closing keynotes at cor corporate sales rally events such as AT&T Park to kicking off character combine events that are jam-packed with team captains and coaches hosting live internet podcasts for the National Society of Leadership and Success, where over 460,000 college students have logged on to watch. Kevin has written two books and co-authored six on a variety of subjects including leadership, motivation, greatness, achievement, and change. Kevin's proudest accomplishment is his 17-year marriage to Jessica Bracey, as well as his three children, Kendra J., Kobe, and Caleb. I'm so excited to welcome him to my show and have him share a little bit about who he is and how he really is helping people and people in my generation and other generations stay motivated in this life that can put you down sometimes. So I'm very excited to welcome him. Let's welcome him to my show, Kevin Bracey. Kevin, are you there? I am right here, the awesome Cassandra Perkins. I appreciate it. That is a great introduction. I'm excited right now. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Kevin. I got to say this. So we talked on the phone uh, before we did my show just to talk and kind of get to know each other. And I want you to tell me how you answer your phone. Share with my listeners how you answer your phone. I answer the phone saying I'm in a fantastic mood. How can I help you? 
And it was so, it put me back so much. And I was so surprised. I went, oh, oh, oh okay, uh, Kevin, hi. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it threw me back so much. And it's so amazing how that little positivity can really make it just a phone call, Kevin. I can't, I can't stop thinking about that. And it's something that's in my head because it's just, it's so positive and it's just a little positive thing. And that's just one of the little changes that you have made in your life to help other people and make an impact in other people's life and give them motivation and, and give them, you know, some of the topics that we were discussing in your bio, give them leadership, give them motivation, greatness and, and change, give them that little encouragement for a better tomorrow. And I think that's truly what you're doing. So thank you again so much for coming on my show today to share that. I greatly appreciate you. I'm honored, Cassandra. I'm very honored. Absolutely. So let's talk about really, I want to ask you where your story starts. I would really love to talk about your background and really what it was like uh, growing up for you. Well, I grew up in, in Sacramento, and I grew up to uh, in 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 a family with with a lot of passion. You know, my mom and my, my dad were, I mean, just very passionate people, and and loved us. You know, my dad loved my brother and I so much he would kiss us on the lips. And you know, we're boys. <laughs> You're like, Dad, don't. You know, we're like, Dad, don't kiss us on the lips in front of people. You know, but he just had that kind of love for us. You know, and so did my mom. I've never heard my mom utter a curse a curse word at us. She's like a, a living angel, you know, but we grew up in an environment where my father was a drummer and 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 he played in nightclubs and played in bands and and we have a, a, a strong passion for music, but there were a lot of other things that went along with the life of, of clubbing, going to different clubs and gigging, they call it gigging in different clubs around Sacramento. And my dad got caught up in the drugs and alcohol scene in the you know late seventies and, and in the eighties and uh, crack cocaine and, and just a, a lot of hard drugs changed and shifted who my dad really was. And so we grew up in an, an abusive environment. And as I talk about my father, I have to first preface by I'm not talking about my dad to throw him under the bus because my dad was a great man. Right. When he, was un when he wasn't under the influence of alcohol and drugs. And I talk about him in the past tense because he passed away in 1992. But he was a great man when he was not under the influence of alcohol and drugs. The, the highest level of charisma, he'd walk into a room and he'd light it up. But when he was under the influence of alcohol and drugs, he was a different person. He wasn't the same man. And, and we grew up watching a lot of fights and, and arguments going on in the household and, and uh, watching my dad physically abuse my mother. In fact, and I'm going to take you to a, a deep story, a, 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 um, if, you, if there's kids in the room, I'm hoping, hoping that there's parents or in the car who are listening to this. I hope there's parents that are there that are able to put this in perspective. But I remember a night watching my dad literally pick up my mom to where she was in the air, like you would see in a UFC fight or a WWE wrestling match. And her head was facing the sky, but my dad had her in control, so her feet were flailing, but she had no control. And my dad literally turned her over to where now her feet were facing the sky and her head was facing the concrete. And I'll never forget in elementary school watching my dad lift his knees up and lift my mother and slam her onto her skull. And, and, and as an elementary school kid, my brother and I watching this, this affected us. This experience caused us to look at life through a different set of lenses. We began to look at life through the lenses of anger and sadness. And, and the thing that, that saved us, so, you know, my, my parents after fights 
such as this, which was this was the, the, the worst one that I ever saw. They would send us to school the next day and, and thank God for teachers because there was the Miss Wessels of the world and the Miss Mosses of the world and the Mr. Du Bois and Miss, Miss Fibs of the world who loved on us, who, who cultivated the, the seed of greatness within my brother and I. Thank God for our teachers and our educators who have a tough job to educate 20, 30, 40 students in the classroom coming from all different walks of life, all different levels of learning, all different backgrounds. And we saw sites like that coming up. And then my parents got a divorce early on in our elementary school career. And my dad, still on drugs, still uh, drinking alcohol, shifted his sickness towards us because my mom wasn't there to, to abuse anymore. So my brother and I got the brunt of that disease. We began to, he physically abused my brother and I for years. And then we moved in with our grandparents who loved us, who took care of us. But like many listening to this call, had dysfunction. There was dysfunction going on. My household is not the only household that had dysfunction, but I'm just sharing my story. I remember watching my grandfather literally shoot at my grandmother with a 9mm right over my head. Watching the, I've watched the bullets fly to the gun. So as a young person, these types of images affected me. So I went to school. And my teachers loved on me. My teachers cultivated the seed of greatness in me, but I became that bully. I became that guy that, because I was an athlete and I was popular, but I still had anger and sadness and frustration and all these different lenses that I was wearing from the experiences that I saw at home. A lot of people, when they come from a research shows that when you come from a violent background, you, you have a greater propensity, a greater chance of becoming either someone who behaves like a bully or someone who is bullied. Well, I was the guy who lashed out at others rather than letting others lash at me and me lashing into myself and self-hatred, right, and cutting and a lot of the things that some of our young people are doing today. So I became that bully because of what was going on at home. I'm not making excuses. That was just reality. Right. So um, after in the summer of my Eighth grade and ninth grade year, as I was living with my grandparents, my parents get in a divorce. The summer of my eighth grade and ninth grade year, this is where the shift came for me, Cassandra. That summer, my grandfather passed away. That summer, my grandmother moved into, and they moved her into an elderly home, and she was living with my different aunts and uncles and stuff like that. That summer, my brother had a girlfriend, so my brother was a senior. I was coming in as a freshman. Him and his girlfriend were living together, and I was literally staying at different households. I would stay at the Basin's house or the, the Greenhalsh's house or the Simpsons or the Rubers and all the Linares, all the different families, and I literally didn't have a place to live for that summer. And this was the time when I could have been the gangs, I could have done the selling the drugs, right. I could have, you know, started the robberies and all the stuff that I could have gotten into that some of my friends were getting into. But there was a family in Citrus Heights, California, by the name of the Batch family, who already had four kids. To, to create a frame around this story, if you've ever seen the movie Blindside, that was similar to my story, except for I played baseball instead of football. Hmm. This Caucasian family opened up their doors and said, we have a place for you to live if you want to stay here. I end up living with this family my freshman year, my sophomore year, my junior year, my senior year in high school, and my freshman year in college. And 
if you ask me, Kevin, what do you attribute to you, if you will, I'm putting quotes around this, making it or making it out? There's three things that I would attribute to making it out. Before I go to those three things, let me say, God works all things together for the good Mm -hmm. for them who love the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's just what I believe. That's in the fabric of who I am. He had his hand on me throughout this entire journey, still does to this day. So the three things that I would attribute to me making it, number one, my teachers. My teachers all through elementary, middle, high school, my coaches through that journey who loved on me and cultivated a seed of greatness in me, who told me that I had something special, and I did not believe it for a long time. I had to borrow the belief that they had in me until my belief in me kicked in. Second was was the Batch family, this family who took me in who loved on me, who gave me a house to live in, a roof overhead, a bed to sleep in, food, and I wasn't paying rent. They just showered me with love. Were they perfect? No, who's perfect? But they, it was safe. There was no abuse. There was none of that going on. Third, Cassandra, I had a dream, and my dream was to play baseball, and that was my way out. That was the way that I knew that if I can continue to work hard on the baseball field, I was never the greatest athlete, never the greatest student in class, never, never, ever, ever was I the greatest baseball. I was a very average talent with an average uh, competitive spirit, but an above average work ethic. Hmm. And my brother helping me, putting gas in my car and, and, and supporting me along my journey, if it wasn't for me having those three things in my life. I would not be talking to you on this line right now because statistically I'm supposed to be in prison given the experiences that I've seen with my eyes. Wow. I mean, it's so amazing that even though you were going through these struggles in in your life, that God still put you in the right place at the right time to have the good things and now being able to look back on that and, and notice those things. And when I was going through my depression and, and my suicide, I, I did the same thing and everything. And in the moment, I felt like there was nothing in my life that was meaningful or no one who cared about me or, or no one who would listen. And as I'm now looking back on my life, And in my past, I see all of the things that really shaped me to be who I am today and where God put me and why God put me there. But when you're in the moment, Kevin, it is very hard to see that. It is very hard to see that. And it's very easy to take the back seat and just feel depressed and feel sad and not get out of bed. So when we return, we do have to take a break, Kevin. But return, Mm -hmm. this is a huge topic that you talk about, you know, motivation, getting up and going. So I want to talk about for someone who is feeling the way you felt, how we get up and go. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Kevin Bracey.
Hello, this is Scott Glazer, the Executive Director for the National Alliance on Mental Illness of Colorado. Please join us for the NAMI Walk on Saturday, May 21st at Centennial Center Park in Centennial, Colorado. There's no cost to register, but we do encourage you to fundraise, and walkers that raise $100 or more can receive an official NAMI Walks t-shirt. The dollars that are raised will help support classes and support groups throughout Colorado and allow us to offer these programs free of charge. You can join us at our kickoff party and find out more information about how to become a team captain at namiwalks.org backslash Colorado. NamiWalks.org backslash Colorado. Do your kids act like they own the place? Trace Embry of Shepherd's Hill Academy speaks on the importance of asking first on Licensed to Parent. Do your kids see their digital use as a right or a privilege? You know, it's easy for our kids to grow in the entitlement spirit when it's just assumed that they have carte blanche access to TVs, computers, cell phones, iPods, and other digital devices that, by and large, we are paying for. How often does your family walk into the house and, without even thinking about it, someone heads straight for the TV or computer? Requiring that our kids ask permission before activating electronic devices would be a good habit for your family to get into. If for no other reason, it'll stimulate personal interaction and help you keep tabs on not only what your child is doing digitally, but how often he's doing it. Learn how technology is shaping you and your relationships with the book, The Digital Invasion, available at LicensedToParent.org. Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins from Behind the Mask. And this is Mark Mara with Champion of Choices. Major depression affects more than 120 million people around the world. Suicide is now the second leading cause of death with students ages 10 through 24. Like my good friend Mark says, happiness is the key to success, and we all have that choice to make in life. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, so reach out to those around you and be the voice. We become who we surround ourselves with. Your friends, they're like elevators. They're either going to take you up or they're going to take you down. Find out more information at thinkpaws, that's P-O-Z dot org, thinkpaws.org. You're listening to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back, everyone. I am joined by with Kevin Bracey. He has been talking to us this past segment about his past and really his upbringing. Although it was difficult and he faced some hardships in his life, he truly found three things that helped him overcome and, and get to be to really where he is today and that helped shape him to be motivational and, and really make an impact. And I think that's really absolutely what he is doing for others. And he's sharing his story to benefit and help others who may be going through the same situation. So I'm so excited to welcome, welcome back, Kevin. Are you there, Kevin? I am. I'm right here. I'm excited, sitting on the edge of my seat. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank you. So, yes, yeah, so we were talking about really your past and how you found this change in your life where you could make the change for the better. And, and really it was your teachers, you know, having this family that took you in and then just having a dream, having a goal, having right. a, a, an aspiration to be something and to do something. For you, it was baseball, um, which you right. did and you got to do and you got to play professionally and you got to accomplish your dreams. Now, for the people People who are listening who are feeling uh, depressed and, and feeling sad, I think we really, I really want to get into talking about, you know, what you do. I mean, you talk and you motivational speak. And I think that people who are listening who are feeling that way or may know someone who's feeling that way, uh, I think this is a really important thing to listen to because I feel you can get so much 
from so much feedback and learn so much just from hearing the experiences of somebody else who already went through it. So I think anybody who's listening right now, really stay tuned and, and listen to what you know Kevin has to say because he's gone through this in his life and has gone through those hardships. And here he is today saying that, you know, this is the happiest he's ever been in his life. And, and you know, we all go through hardships and we all go through bumps in, in the road and, you know, sometimes even mountains in the road. But we can overcome right. those and we have to find those passions and those people around us that will support us. So, Kevin, on your on your website, there is a timeline of really about you and how you got started and, and uh, you know, where really the starting part was for you. And the first year is 1997, which is the year I was born. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I love it. I just I thought it was so cool because the first thing on your time timeline is that somebody complimented you on your speaking skills. And that's really where it took off for you. So would you mind explaining really what that was like to uh, discover this other passion beside, besides baseball and how it, how it really came about? Yes. Well, you know, when I was done playing professional baseball, how, how my season, how my career, I should say, ended was I was in my – after my first year of playing professional baseball, um, I started thinking about, you know, what I was going to do when I was done. You know, what, 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 what is life going to be like once I had to put my bat and my baseballs and my gloves away? And some people would say just that thought right there is a bad thought mm-hmm. or a wrong thought mm-hmm. because I wasn't in the big leagues. I was in the minor leagues, right? And until you get in the big leagues, you can't even entertain failure, doubt or defeat or what's next, right? But I had to, I wanted to be realistic. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. like that word when it comes to dreaming, but I had to be realistic because it was more than me. I had a wife and I had a child, so I had to think beyond just me. So um, to, to abbreviate the story, my wife and I started an internet business, right? So in order to build this internet business, this was in, this was in between my first year and my second year. We start this business and my mentor at the time started giving me books to read and audio programs to listen to. And I read this book called Don't Let Anybody Steal Your Dream, right? And the first paragraph of the book, I'm just going to paraphrase because I didn't read the entire book. After the first paragraph, I put the book away because I got what I needed. It basically said this, every building that you see, every piece of clothing that you wear, every song that you sing, every car that you've seen or driven in, every house, condo, duplex, apartment that you've ever seen or lived in all started in the mind of a human being. Now, that sounds deep. It was deep for me. Why? Because I had never dreamt beyond sports. The only thing that I thought I could do was baseball. I never took my mind outside of the lines, outside of, I never used my imagination. But, so when I read that, something hit me and I said, you mean to tell me I can dream beyond sports? That moment, that day, Cassandra, is when th- my mind opened up to new possibilities. I started to see, man, I can do more than this. So before I went off to play my second season, my mentor, the late, great Ken Westensko, God rest his soul, he said, Kevin, you're going to have the best year you've ever had. I said, why? He said, because you're thinking differently. I went in my second year of professional baseball. I had a great year. 
once I was done playing baseball, I decided, you know what, this is going to be my last year. My wife and I are going to focus on building this business. And in order to build the business, I had to do presentations in front of people. It started off as a small group of people, and then the group started to grow, and it started to grow, and the presentations got bigger, and the groups got bigger, and people for a year of me doing presentations after professional baseball, I would get compliments. They'd say, man, you motivated me. Hmm. Have you ever thought about being a motivational speaker? <laughs> Cassandra, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know you could talk and make a living. I, had no, I thought you had to go to school, get a degree, get a job, go to work, home to work, work to home, 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 home to work, work to home. Nothing wrong with that. But I thought that that was what I had to do in order to make a living. I didn't know that I could inspire people with my words and my energy for a living. So then I started doing research. I started getting around key. Here's a key point, wisdom key, getting around the people who were doing what I wanted to do. And there was synergy in that space. And I would get around that space as much as I possibly could. And every time I was in that space, something in me came alive. And then I gave my first real speech outside of the business presentation. And it was at a Toastmaster's. I gave the speech. The title of the speech was, The Harvest is Great, But the Workers are Few. And when I was done giving that speech, Cassandra, I said to myself, this is it. Hmm. My wife and I left that building. I said, this is, this is going to be the thing that fills the void of playing baseball, that competitive spirit in me. This will be the thing. This is it. Then I gave a speech in my high school for high school seniors. One of my teachers, Mr. Peoples, there's an educator again, opening up the door for me. He <laughs> opened up the door for me to speak to his seniors. I gave a speech there. Then I went to Miss Mahan's class, the late great Miss Mahan. I went to Mr. Waugh's class, the late great Mr. Waugh. I started giving speeches in classrooms. And then it went from classrooms to gymnasiums, from gymnasiums to, as they say, the rest is history. It started <laughs> to grow like crazy wow. from there. Wow. I mean, look, here you have this dream and, and this goal that just was brought to you. I mean, was handed to you. And, and this is something where someone said one thing and it sparked something inside of you and it sparked a passion. Right. And it's incredible that life can do that for us and, and that God takes us on these different paths where suddenly we're in this place we never thought we would be. And we're in this situation we never thought we would be in such a positive way. And, and he really right. shows us and takes us on the path of... Of this is what you're meant to do with your life and this is what you're meant to do is to help other people and love other people and and I think when we open up our ears and, and truly follow that that that's what he'll do and I, I believe that 100% Kevin I want you to be able to get your website out there and where my listeners can find mm -hmm. you and find more about you mm -hmm. so where can we find more about Kevin Bracey you can find me at kevinbracey.com that's k-e-v-i-n B is in boy, R-A-C-Y.com, KevinBracy.com. On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is I am Kevin Bracy. I am Kevin Bracy. And then my Reach One Alliance is Reach One Alliance on Facebook, at Reach the Number One Alliance on Twitter, at Reach the Number One Alliance on Twitter, and then Reach underscore the word one underscore alliance on Instagram. Wow.
And to be able to to follow you and see all the amazing things you're doing, I'm so luck, lucky to have been able to meet you and hear you talk at the S2 Summit that we both attended. And it was so yes. incredible and so amazing. And uh, I'm just so blessed that I, I get to know you and get to see everything you're doing. So I encourage everyone because just like the way he answers the phone, that's how his social media is. <laughs> and that's the type of person he is, is just putting out positive vibes. So please go check him out. Also, if you want to know more about me as well as what I'm doing, be sure to check out my website you can go to cassandraperkinsradio.com we'll be right back Have you ever been mad at your kids? I mean, really mad? Put yourself in time out. Or have you ever suspected child abuse and neglect of a child you've seen? Call the Colorado Child Abuse Hotline today. That's 1-844-CO-4-KIDS or 1-844-264-5437. That's 1-844-264-5437. The kids can't wait. Call today. Okay, family meeting. Everybody sit down. I didn't do it, Dad. She did. I did not. He did it. Okay, you two. We have some good news. I'm getting a dirt bike. You're getting a sister. A A sister? sister? Mom, aren't you too old? Another sister? From Cairo. A foreign exchange student is going to come live with our family. Yeah, let's send Billy to Cairo. We're going to learn about her culture, and she's going to learn about ours. Open up your life. Find out how to have a foreign exchange student live with you. Every family has something special to share. Go to hoststudents.org. Behind the mask. And I'm Lynn Reamer with Act on Drugs. Being a teen in today's society, we have more pressure today than teens have ever had in the past. I remember sitting in math when the teacher walked out of the room and the kid in front of me in class offered me a blunt. You know, marijuana is a very popular drug in schools today. In fact, Colorado is 56% higher than the national average with teen marijuana use ages 12 to 17 year olds. Lynn, what are some of the signs that parents can look for in their kids that they have been using drugs? Well, I think the first thing you need to do is just take a good look at your kid and pay attention to your senses. What do you see? Are their eyes dilated or constricted? Are they grinding their teeth? Are they sweating? Pay attention to what you smell. Do you smell alcohol, marijuana, chemicals, or do you smell vomit? And pay attention to what you hear. Are they slurring their words? Are they speaking fast, slow? Are they taking a while to answer? Are they following your conversation? If you just pay attention, you can put it all together. And parents, don't ever be afraid to have that conversation. Parents who have that conversation with their kids are less likely to do drugs. And if you're struggling with anything, don't ever be afraid to ask. Always step up and ask for help. No matter how hard it is, help is available. For resources and more information, visit my website at actondrugs.org. Let's rejoin Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. 
Welcome back, everyone. I am joined with Kevin Bracey, who is talking to us about who he is, what he is doing, and how he is out in society today, speaking, following his passion in his life, and motivational speaking to everyone. <laughs> I mean, everyone, any group you can think of. He truly is the person for you to be able to find that motivation and, and find that leadership quality and really the type of person when you listen to that makes you want to get out of bed and go do something with your life. And that's truly the vibe that Kevin Bracey gives off. So Kevin, I'd like to welcome you back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. So before the break, we were talking, uh, the first half hour, we were talking a little bit about your past, the hardships you had to go through in your mm -hmm. life. And uh, more recently, we talked about really how you found your start in, in speaking. And speaking is a huge passion mm -hmm. for you. As I just mentioned before, I heard you speak and it really does. It makes you want to get out of bed and, and do something. And, and, <laughs> and, and it's so incredible. But I think the thing that grabbed my attention the most is we're sitting in this auditorium and these students start to chant something that you're having them chant. I would really like you to explain what each one reach one means and how that really came about and how you incorporate it with your, with your talk and with you speaking to different groups of people. Absolutely. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back for a second and come, come back to that. Perfect. I wanted, I want to make sure I say that, that, I found my passion. I found my purpose. But through the dark times, I know that there's some that might be listening who are going through some dark times. And sometimes you can't, like you said, it's hard when you're going through it. But I have to give the glory to God because the scripture that I used earlier, God works all things together for the good for them who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. I have to say all that stuff I was going through. If I would have had a, a crystal ball, if you will, and I would have been able to see what God has for me, has me doing right now today, it would have been easier to go through those dark times. So just I hope those who are going through dark times knows that there's something bigger for you. There's something just please just keep breathing. Just keep walking through your challenge. You have the ability. You have greatness in you. You can make it through. And I'm not just saying that to be kind, courteous, nice, positive, uplifting. You have greatness in you, and you can make it through. There's something bigger for you that you're going to one day be able to look back on and say, man, I'm so grateful that I kept walking through my storm. Absolutely. I kept breathing during the dark times. There's greatness in you. You can make it because I am one of the happiest men alive today that I was able to make it through those challenging times to be able to speak life into other people every day. So what happened to me is I started speaking, right? Started doing these assemblies, all these assemblies, started speaking for an organization for a while because I didn't know how to build a business. I didn't know how to do it on my own. And then it was just a process that I kept going through. And I, I thought I was going to step in and, oh, I'm going to do these assemblies. Oh, I'm going to speak to college students. Oh, I want to speak to corporations. Oh, I want to speak to athletes. But the key to it is I kept speaking to different groups all the time. Opportunities kept coming. People say, how did you, did you make those opportunities come? No, God was blessing me. I just kept speaking. I stayed in Toastmasters, and every time I spoke, I gave it everything that I had, and the word, word of mouth began to take hold. It took time. I've been speaking now for 17 years. It took time. It wasn't overnight. And then I became 
God works all things together for the good for him who loved for them who love the Lord who are called are called according to his purpose. I started doing anti-bullying assemblies. Really, Cassandra, the bully was doing anti-bullying assemblies? Yes. Why? Because I can understand those who behave like bullies. A lot of people say, stop out the bully, forget about the bully. No, 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 no. Those who behave like bullies need love too. Amen. Because many times they're not hard and mean and tough. They're hurting. We got to love everybody. Those who behave like bullies, those who are bystanders, who we don't want to stand by, we want you to stand up. And for those who are being bullied, we just all got to operate from a place of love. So one day after an anti-bullying assembly, lady comes up to me and and um, at the end of the assembly, happens to be at my high school, I had everyone put their one up in the air. Throw your one up in the air. Repeat this after me, please. Each one, each one, reach one, reach one, each one, each one, reach one, reach one. I thought I had found the cure for bullying. For my mother-in-law who put that phrase in my psyche, because I thought that if any person in this room, if we're just willing to do, take all responsibility, everyone here, for all 2,500 of us, teachers included, reach out to one person every day through an act of kindness, act of love, throwing out a compliment, reaching out and high-fiving someone, giving them a smile, giving them our undivided attention, picking up their books if they drop their books, helping them reach out to one person, opening up the door for one person every single day. We can change the world with very simple acts of kindness like that. Well, after that assembly, a lady from a district came up. Her name is Renee Mello. She comes up to me. She goes, Kevin, we need your program. I said, what program? She goes, the, the, the each one reach one program. I go, Renee, it's not a program. It's, it's just a phrase. And she looked at me eye to eye closer. She goes, we need your program. <laughs> I went, oh, I need to look at that. I need to create a program. So <laughs> at that moment, I got another dream. Anti-bullying assemblies were, 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 was great. But I see there's a difference, Cassandra, between going to a school and leaving residue versus leaving systemic residual impact of the campus culture as a whole. So I graduated from giving a motivational talk to making impact across the community of an entire campus. So after I left that assembly, I got busy creating the each one. It's called the Reach One Alliance. Our phrase is each one reach one. I started connecting with different people, talking to my wife about it, talking to my daughter about it. And then I connected with a young lady by the name of Susan Schultz, who we call Coach Kindness. And she was the one we locked horns and we started creating, digging down deep and creating the Reach One Alliance program. And one district gave us one school as an opportunity two and a half years ago. We went from that one school to our second school. And here we are, fast forward two and a half years later, we're in over 40 schools across Sacramento, mm-hmm. creating not residue, leaving systemic change throughout the campus. We get an opportunity to connect with the students, the teachers, and the parents. Oh, my goodness. Now we can change communities with a phrase, each one, reach one, mm-hmm. every single day. Kevin, we talked Who about this. Who would have thought? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, 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 no, I was just going to say, who would have thought during those dark days 
then I would be getting an opportunity to do what I'm doing today. Oh my goodness. It's incredible that you are here where you are today. And I think the amazing thing with this is how, uh, you know, I even like that you mentioned about people shutting down the bully and people shutting down these certain groups when we just need to give all of our love and support and motivation and encouragement to everyone. And I think it's so incredible that you're in an, a, a place where you're not only able to encourage the students, not only able to right. encourage my generation, but you're there for the teachers who need to hear yes. this. You're there for the parents who need to hear this. And you're there for my generation who needs to hear this. And once we have this message, it gets ingrained in us and each one reach one it's just something that it clicks it clicks in our minds and we start to think about it constantly and once we all hear this message we can work together as parents and a child as teachers and a child as teachers and an adult we can work together right. to form this message and form this really relationship of motivation and I think that's what's key here and what makes you so unique and different is you're reaching everyone each one reach one <laughs> each one reach one and you know getting a chance to reach the educators who reached me. So now I get an opportunity to not only teach them our message, but to inspire them to keep doing. Please don't. Here's why I teach teachers. Please don't grow weary in doing the good work that you do. G-O-O-D, getting out our dreams type of work that you do because I live my dream today because of what they did for me. Oh, absolutely. Those people in your life are so inspiring. And uh, as I went through my depression state, I mean, the the woman who was a second mom to me was my counselor of the school. And, and she wasn't there to say, well, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Do you need to talk? Are you depressed? She was just there to say, hey, let's have lunch in my office. Let's just talk. You want to just hang out? Right. And she was there to be a friend for me and be an adult figure in my life who didn't care and just wanted to be there for me and love me unconditionally, no matter how I was feeling. Those people in your life are the important ones and we really have to reach out for people like that which is why I think you're such a great role model Kevin is because kids can really connect with that I mean traveling to these schools you're in what 40 schools now you said over 40 schools that's incredible in Sacramento (laughs) at home right at home yeah right I mean that's incredible alone but why do you feel like these kids correspond and, and even just people in general I'm talking kids because you know specifically me and my generation I'm 19 years old but why do you feel that everyone really corresponds with your message why do you feel that people do well first of all i'd say you being 19 you are awesome i mean i need to go get another pair of shades because (laughs) your future is so but i'm gonna go get a new pair when we get off this phone because your future is so bright you are outstanding thank you kevin you are outstanding so you. you know i believe that people connect with realness, Cassandra. When you're real, see, I'm not afraid to say I was the guy who was the bully. Right. I was that guy who was rude and mean, the guy who would trip someone walking down the hallway because I felt like it. Oh, tell a joke and everyone would laugh as because I was a popular kid and because I was so angry, they were afraid to maybe say something because they didn't want my anger to turn towards them. Mm-hmm. I was the guy who would disrespect the teacher and they would kick out of the class. I was that guy. When you're when you're not afraid to say that, I'm not afraid to show you know to, to share some of the stories that many people wouldn't share. I told students and teachers that my dad poured gasoline on me one day and tried to set me on fire. I don't say that to try to get oh my goodness or try to get sympathy. I say that to say, but look at what you teachers look at what you planted in me, the positivity and the love you gave me. One out. 
from all the negativity or with the students to say, you might be going through struggles at home, but you can make it. One day you might be telling your story. So I think they find what I deliver as a source of inspiration for them, and they can they just relate to the realness. But again, I'm called according to God. I'm in God's will for my life. And that, has, I mean, there's favor in that. And I feel that type of favor on my life. So I really give the glory to God that, that all different walks of life do relate and connect to what I deliver. Wow. Wow. I mean, the people can correspond with that. Again, <clears throat> I said it before, but you really, when people do share their stories and come out, it's not because they, they want the attention or want the pat on the back or good for you. We're sharing our stories mm-hmm. because we think that somebody else might be going through a similar situation or are feeling the way that we have felt in our life. And we're saying, look, here we are. We went through the same struggles, the same constant doubts, the same constant depression, the same not wanting to get out of bed in the morning and just wishing it were all done and here we are and here we are saying that it does get better and when you're in the heat of the moment it's very difficult to see that and very hard to see that as we talked about but once you get out of that darkness and get into that little little step of light you slowly slowly engulf yourself in that light and and it, it, it consumes you in an incredible way and you truly do find your passion so do you really go out and encourage people to find their passion and find their dream is that is that a huge message of yours? It really is. It really is. I mean, my second message in my assemblies is reach for your dreams. Not the one that, well, you know, I talk to students all the time. Well, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? Well, you know, I'd like to be a veterinarian. You know, I love animals. And, you know, I've got, you know, three pets at home. And I say, that's awesome. You can do that. But let me ask you this question. If you could do anything you wanted and wave a magic wand and do whatever you want to do, no limits, what would you want to do? Oh, my goodness. I love fashion, man. When I listen to these, watch the, uh, open up these fashion magazines, I get so excited and their whole, everything changes. Mm-hmm. So their real dream is fashion. They're settling for being, a, there's nothing wrong at all. It's everything right is, if being a veterinarian is what they truly want to do. But what they really want to do is, and they love and their passion is fashion. So I say, go for that dream that scares you. Like, oh, my goodness. I don't – I had no idea, Cassandra, I could do the things that I'm doing today. But I just – I said, I'm going to go for it. I don't care. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to speak. I don't know how to get gigs. I don't know how to get books. I don't know any of that stuff. I'm a baseball player. <laughs> but I have a passion for this. Right. And I'm going to go for this. No matter how many times I fail, I decided I am not going to quit until I get what I want. And I want to, ins- I want to do exactly what I'm doing right now today in this moment. I'm not going to stop. Absolutely. Until I get this opportunity. Absolutely, which is the the mindset that we should have every day of our life, you know, even towards the little goals in in our life, and even towards the little things that we want to accomplish. And and eventually, as we start to accomplish those small things, we will get to our overall goal and our overall dream. But you just got to have passion and know that you can accomplish anything that you set your heart and your mind to. And I I really love that you share that story of of yours about accomplishing your dreams because it truly I think encourages people to go out and chase theirs. Kevin, we do have to... And take- I don't, and, 
Okay, go ahead. I get excited. Go ahead. We can take a break. I get excited. <laughs> I uh, I, I, we do have to take a break. But when we return, Kevin, I really want to talk to you about people who inspire you. You've had people who really inspire you in your life. And you're doing so many other incredible things besides speaking. You're writing books. You're doing an internet broadcast. So I want to talk about you and your plans for the future and also how we can find more about Kevin Bracey. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Army Specialist Lance Gieselman was paralyzed when his tank was blown up in Iraq. Paralyzed Veterans of America is dedicated to ensuring our injured veterans get all the benefits they've earned and need. If you would like to help our veterans, visit pva.org. A public service of Paralyzed Veterans of America. Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins. This is Deputy John Arnold with the Douglas County Sheriff's Office. Did you know that over 1,006,000 car accidents are caused from texting and driving each year? Also, you have a 23% greater chance of being involved in a motor vehicle accident while texting and driving. If you get a text, it can wait. Pull over to a safe location. Nothing is that important. Don't, Don't drive, drive while, while intoxicated. Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins, host of Behind the Mask. And this is Linda Newell, Colorado State Senator. Colorado ranks seventh in the nation for suicide. And in Colorado, suicide is the second cause of death for youth ages 10 through 24. If you are considering or have thoughts of suicide, don't be afraid to reach out. In a world where you might feel alone, please know there is always someone there to listen. No judgments, confidential. Call the National Suicide Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Back to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back. I'm joined with Kevin Bracey. He is here talking to us all about him and his story and how he has had to go through hardships in his life and is here today to share his story of how he, quote, made it out. <laughs> he really made it out yeah. and is now sharing that. So, Kevin, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you thank taking you. the time. Absolutely. So, um, so before the break, we were really discussing motivational speaking and really having that outlet in your life where you can say, this is where I want, what I want to do with my life. And, you know, one of the things I love that you point out is that it, we're such a, a society where if someone asks, you know, what do you want to do with your life? We just are kind of settling and we say, oh yeah, I'd, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. But when you ask it in a different perspective and say, if you could do anything in your life with the you know wave of a wand, what would you do? And right. kids are so quick to say, oh my goodness, I would do this and this and this and I would go this. And, yeah. and, and that's the mindset we should have as if we have a magic wand in our hand all the time, all day. And I, I, yes. I love that yes. you're out there encouraging that, Kevin. It's incredible. It's truly, it's truly beautiful. So you do so many other things. You're out there speaking. You're out there writing books. So let's talk a little bit about, I mean, you also do an internet broadcast. Uh, would you like to mm -hmm. talk a little bit about the, the things that you're currently doing now besides motivational speaking? 
Yes, I would. I would. Really quickly, I want to shout out Mary's Healthy Raps and her son, Markian, are listening. Thank you for <laughs> listening. And I want to shout out Haley Van Orman from Bella Vista High School. I wanted to make sure I got that in. Thank oh, you so absolutely. Much. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. So one of the things, another thing that I'm doing is I get the opportunity to be the host um, of a live broadcast, internet broadcast for an organization, an awesome organization called the National Society of Leadership and Success. And this organization is so awesome. Look that up for those who are listening. It is such an awesome organization for students who are in college who have an interest in success who have an interest in leadership. They become a part of this organization on their campus, on their college campus. The organization, uh, the club is in over, on over 500 campuses across the United States of America. One of the things that they do, they do many things. One of the things that they do are live broadcasts to give the students an opportunity to hear from celebrities and their stories of how they made it. And they talk on leadership and they talk about success. And what I do, I just host those. We're in a, we're in a, a facility on a college campus. There's two cameras. There's a live audience. There's another 500,000 watching from campus, campuses across the country. And I host um, celebrities such as a Blake Mykoski, who's the founder of Tom's Shoes. Look him up. He has a book, and the name of the book escapes me right now. But it's such an awesome, it's called, I think it's called Do Something That Matters. Oh my goodness, it's an awesome book. I get to host, uh, Common was one of the um, uh, uh, guests on our show. Um, Carly Fiorina, who was a Republican, running for uh, Republican presidency. Um, uh, Miss Debbie Fields from Miss Fields Cookies. John C. Maxwell, who's a leadership guru. So I get to sit next to these these celebrities that just milk them by asking questions that the students want to know. But obviously, as the host of the show, I get my questions in because I have to get back into the mindset of a college student and what questions that I would have asked during those times as somebody who's, you know, inspired and, and, and going for my dream. So it is such an awesome opportunity. We do seven live shows, seven live shows a year. I'm in my third year of hosting those, and those are so much fun. But it's challenging, Cassandra because it's live <laughs> and when you get started and you're introducing someone if you forget the name of the book like I did for John Leguizamo the actor he was on the show and he had written a book and in the middle of the introduction Cassandra I forgot the name of the book <laughs> here I was failing live and I felt it on the inside See, many times you think when you fail we call ourselves a failure and I know just because you fail at something because I did fail that night in my own heart doesn't mean you're a failure. That just gives you an opportunity, as Henry Ford would say, to begin again more intelligently. So what I do now is I just study harder and study more mm -hmm. so that I never do that again. It's live, though, and I'm human, so i got to give myself room for error. But I did fail that night. <laughs> Been there, done that. Fail Don't that even night. worry about it. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm not the only one, yeah. So I do that, um, and I do, you know, I do a lot of corporate keynote uh, talks. I speak to administrators. Um, the, uh, um, it's called AXA, the um, Association of California School Administrators. I talk to bus drivers. I talk to – I'm in education a lot. Hmm. I talk to uh, student athletes for an organization called the Character Combine. Um, I do a college leadership 
um, event every year called the Circle of Change. So I'm literally, literally, every single day, literally, I make a connection with this, literally. I know I said that four times. I'm living a dream. And if you can hear the sound of my voice, you can do it. No, I'm not. You don't have to be a celebrity and be on TV and you don't have to have a big dream to to travel and speak. No, your dream is good enough, whatever it might be. Well, I have this little dream. No, it's not little. It's yours. There's greatness in you. You matter. What you want matters. Amen, Kevin. Absolutely. And I think that's something that you instill in others and and truly bring that out in others that no matter where you are in your life, no matter what you're going through, you can accomplish what you set your mind to. And you just have to to put forward that that first step and take that first step and the others will follow. Kevin Bracey, everyone, I am so happy that you came on my show and and shared your message. I can't thank you enough for for sharing that and sharing your story and everything that uh, you do. I'm so, so, so blessed to be able to know you and to call you my friend. Thank you so much for being on my show, Kevin. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Cassandra Perkins. I love hanging out with greatness, and that's what you are. That's what you you <laughs> ooze greatness. I'm serious. I saw you and heard you on stage, too. You <laughs> ooze greatness. And I am privileged and I'm honored to be on your show. Thank you so much. Okay? Thank you, Kevin. Well, stay connected and stay connected on social media. Uh, if you want to find more about him, go to KevinBracy.com as well as my website, Cassandra Perkins Radio. I have some news, everyone. This is the last show that I'm doing. On 810 AM, I'm going to be moving on forward. I'm going to be doing an AM and FM component Tuesdays at 10 AM. Uh, the FM component is 95.3. It's going to be here in the very near future. And also, we're going to have the same show, same format, but I'm going to be moving to 1220 AM on Saturdays uh, or Tuesdays at 10 AM. So be sure to, uh, you won't hear me on this station anymore. Goodbye, 810, but hello to 1220. So to pray us out for the last time on 8, 10 a.m. We have Jacob Salem. Would you mind praying us out, my friend? Absolutely. Father God, we just thank you so much for Cassandra and the life you have called it for, the doors you are opening as everybody moves forward. We thank you so much for her speakers and her guests that, that come on to join her in these uh, these shows. And Lord, I pray that you would continue to bless her venture and uh, bless her li- listeners and encourage us and empower us to get to the right station so we can hear on the FM station now, which is moving up, which is huge. Lord, we just thank you so much for the provision you have in our lives, that you will guide us exactly where you want us, when you want us there, and how you want us, Lord. We thank you so much for all that you're doing. We thank you for your son, Jesus, that you set him to pay the price as we just celebrated Easter. He paid the price that we could not pay, that he not only went to the cross and paid the price for our sins, he went to the cross for us, and he went to the cross as us, Lord. We thank you so much for your son, Jesus, and it's in his name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Jacob Salem. Don't Jacob Salem isn't going anywhere. Jacob Salem's going to be jumping on to 12:20 a.m. with me, as well as my lovely producer Jorge. Thank you so much, Jacob, and thank you, Jorge, and thank you all for listening on 8:10 a.m. And we'll see you over this Tuesday at 10 a.m. on 12:20 a.m. Look for me there. Thank you so much. Remember to love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ. Thank you for tuning in to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. To reach Cassandra or to learn more about her ministry and work, visit CassandraPerkinsRadio.com or look her up on Facebook.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.